are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Brewers, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, where we talk about your favorite teams every day. I'm your host, Jake Mastriani, and you can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also joining me is my co-host, Vinny Rotino, and you can follow him on Twitter as well at Vinny Rotino. Also, please make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers and subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You make sure that you get notified whenever we post a new episode. We post five days a week, so make sure that you check that out. Uh, today, we're on this episode, we'll be recapping uh, the weekend slate of games in Colorado, and then we'll be previewing the upcoming series at the end. Before we do that, let me remind you about our Locked On MLB podcast. Join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan, but please call him solely every day on Locked On MLB for a unique look at the majors, both present and past, featuring exciting guest interviews, routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts, and insightful analysis of the day's biggest stories. Locked On MLB is the single best source for daily baseball talk. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so Vinny, there wasn't a ton of news uh, over the weekend, which is a bit uncommon. Obviously, you had uh, extra time there. Usually, we get a, a bit more news, but not much going on. So we're going to jump straight into the weekend uh, recap for these three games. And uh, Vinny, just to start things off and be just quite honest, this was an ugly series. Um, the Brewers end up getting a split, but it was <laughs> an ugly split, um, if, if you can call it that. Uh, just a, a sloppy game on Thursday, which I, I talked about on last Friday's podcast. Um, you know, another ugly game on uh, Friday that they lose, and then they have to fight and claw to win the games on Saturday and Sunday to earn a split of this series, a series that I thought, you know, with Woodruff and Burns on the front side of it, I thought they had a very good chance of winning this series. Um, so it was ugly, Vinny, but at the same time, the Brewers get a split on the road so and win the last two of it. So at the same time, while it was ugly, I think you got to be a little bit happy that they were able to fight back and at least earn a split. They've been doing a good job of kind of salvaging series where they uh, don't necessarily come out firing on all cylinders or, <clears throat> um, I mean, I think we saw that a lot earlier in this season for sure, where they would lose uh, like the first game of a series and then come back and win the last two. And, and you know what? There wasn't, and council was asked about this earlier in the year, and there wasn't. He said, "Look, this is that's just part of it. I think that's random." However, I don't know. I think it's a testament to the team with how they're able to kind of not get down um, and, and just, you know, yeah, ugly, ugly game on Thursday. That was about as ugly as it gets. I think there was a, a travel day there, and then a healthy dose of, of Herman, German Herman Marquez's uh, sliders is kind of what created that kind of ugliness that we we watched on Thursday. But uh, the ability to bounce back and win those close games and, and lose the lead uh, even today, uh, the six-run lead, and then come back and still win. Yeah, again, I you know, there's something about this club. It, it's, hard, it's hard and frustrating to watch at times, but yet there's something about the, the ability to put W's in the win column. I mean, I think their run differential is actually negative at this point for the season, which, and they're like eight or nine games over 500. So 
not the prettiest um, season, I guess. You wouldn't think this team uh, is is eight games over five hundred uh, if you if you just have been catching bits and pieces of this club. But uh, man, it, it's been uh, it's it's a it's I don't know what else to say other than <laughs> the win column is, is the most important thing at the end of the day, and and that's where they're at. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, if it, it's fine winning ugly as long as you win more than <laughs> more than you lose, right? So exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you'll certainly take it. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely as a team against the, like the Rockies who are, you know, um, 20, 28, 28 and 41 coming in, you know, you hope to win those series, but four game series are, are tough and awkward. They're on the road. You're in a, um, you know, an environment that probably doesn't play to your strengths, uh, in Coors Field. Um, so again, getting a, getting a split there, especially after losing the first two, uh, I think you're right. I think it does show some grittiness from this team and the way they've been able to kind of win some games um, ugly like this. Uh, speaking of ugly, Corbin Burns in his last two starts, Vinny, has not been the Corbin Burns we've seen at the beginning of this year. And, you know, we've talked some about, about the spin rate and perhaps that being uh, a factor in it. I mean, if you look at the numbers and Adam McAlvey on Twitter has been doing a good job of posting the spin rate numbers. I mean, it's very clearly down um, over his last three or four starts. Now, whether that's, you know, an effect of not being able to use uh, foreign substance that maybe he was using before, I don't know, but they definitely have declined. Now they've leveled off at this lower level the past three starts, which means I think, you know, we're seeing the Corbin Burns that we're going to see. And I know you've talked about in the past, I still think that Corbin Burns is a very good pitcher. And it's not like he's been absolutely terrible, but he has allowed 17 hits in his last two starts, that's nine and a third innings with five walks. I mean, that I think you got to be a little concerned about that at this point, Vinny. I mean, I think we know there had to be some regression coming. I mean, he was pitching otherworldly to begin the season, so you expect some regression to the mean. And now it's just trying to figure out what is that mean? What is what is Corbin Burns? I this one's tough because I <clears throat> because he's going to make an adjustment, right? So I do think at some point it'll, it'll level off. I, I think he was using probably a substance that helped him get a good grip on the ball and helped him be consistent with his pitches. I, it's, it is strange. I talk, I, I listen to Trevor Bauer go on a rant on this and it's like, it is strange that they did this right in the middle of the season where guys could get hurt. I never even thought of that where guys all of a sudden had such a good feel for certain pitches and how to um, grip certain pitches. And all of a sudden, if they don't feel that same kind of tackiness or feel to the baseball, then they might be gripping it differently or harder, or you know, there could be some injuries going on at the end of the day with, uh, with what's going on. It, I'm not saying that that will happen with Burns, but what I'm saying is he, he clearly, when you watch him pitch, he clearly ha- is looking for and kind of searching for – that same kind of feel. He was really consistent with the feel of executing pitches. If it was the cutter, if it was the uh, the slider, the breaking ball, even the changeup. So, look, here's the thing, though. I think this is two starts in a row where it's kind of ugly. One of them was at Coors Field, right? So you're going to have – you're going to – you could see it from all the pitchers, all the, except for Eric Lauer. I thought he threw really well today. It had really good feel for his stuff, but um, 
you, you could see it from a lot of the guys where the ball slips out of your hand, um, you know, when you're trying to throw a break of ball. You saw that from Woodruff quite a bit. It, it's just a different environment to play in that kind of elevation. Um, I played a ton of games in that kind of elevation, whether that be Albuquerque or Colorado Springs or um, a lot of AAA ballparks on, in the West Coast there. It is different. The ball, the baseball feels differently in your hand. So throw that one out and, and then let's watch one more start from Burns. But I am concerned with you. I, I'm right along with you. It looks like he's searching for it a little bit. It looks like it. And whether we don't, do we know whether or not he had a foreign substance on the ball or, or he was using rosin and sunscreen? I don't think we do know yeah, that. We don't, we don't sure. know for sure. Yeah. Okay. But I'm with you though. It looked like he's searching a little bit. Yeah. And, and to be, uh, to be fair, I mean, uh, trying to think optimistically, like you said, this one's, this starts Coors Field, you know, things can go awry there. And the start before that, it was a lot of fluky stuff too. Some, uh, some bad defense part of it on him. And then also just a couple of hits that, snuck through the infield yeah, soft hits. contact yeah. yeah so i mean to, to be fair a lot of it's been a little bit of bad luck in these last two starts so yeah let's give it another one um but yeah i think you have to be a little bit concerned either way you can make all the excuses you want 17 hits it's it's a lot of hits to give yeah. up in, yep. in two starts there um uh, on the, the rocky side of things two things i wanted to mention real quick one the rockies defense was unreal this weekend um mm -hmm. outside of thursday the brewers defense was pretty good too but the rockies made a ton of really good plays in this series so you got to tip your cap to them uh they saved a lot of runs defensively and also Vinny cj crone needs to be a milwaukee brewer like i, I don't know what his status is okay. with the Rockies, but <laughs> yeah, if that's not a guy that, that they're targeting, they need to. And I know uh, the guys over reviewing the brew, they wrote about this way back in the off season too, but I mean, he just makes perfect sense for the brewers for what they need. And he absolutely killed them in this series. Killed them. Uh, I'm not going to go that far. It needs to be a Milwaukee brewer. It depends on the price tag. And um and Vogelbach has, has been unbelievable um, in his last however many games. I mean, he's been really squaring up the ball. Um, I mean, he's been productive. He's been a very productive player um, since, I believe, since Hira most recently went back down. I, but um, Or maybe since the first time he went down. He's been a very productive player, uh, whether or not he can – add a ton of value defensively not sure but look <clears throat> depends on the price tag i wouldn't go out and, and and pay a whole lot for for crone but uh no it's an interesting name it's an interesting name i'm not going to shoot it down but at the same time it just depends on the price tag because i i do think bobach has been a productive player so um with that said, the Rockies are to, uh, to dovetail off your point. The Rockies are a decent club. I mean, you got some some names here that kind of you know intriguing, uh, just in terms of uh, you know good major league players and good up and coming major league players. Obviously, led by uh, Trevor Story, who's been good for a while, but um, tough club. Um, I yeah, I mean, I think if. <laughs> You know, they're certainly in a very, very tough division. So I think that's part of the reason why you see them have such a, a poor record. But um, Bud Black always gets his, his teams ready to play. So I think that's what we saw from the Rockies. And uh, I think if the Brewers going into that series again, they would 
and the fans, we wouldn't necessarily take them uh, as lightly as we did. So I, I personally did. I, I'm not I'm speaking yeah. to the team yeah. as if they did, but yeah. Yeah, same here. Uh, and just to further that point on Crone, seven hits in this series, seven RBIs. He pretty much won two games for the Rockies. He had the grand slam against Woodruff, and then he had that uh, go-ahead hit in the 10th inning on Friday. So a big series for him. But the Rockies will be an interesting team to watch as we get closer to the trade deadline. Got some good pieces there, like Benny talked about, that could be available, headlined by Trevor Story. Uh, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back and look at some of uh, the offensive takeaways from the weekend. Before we do that, let me tell you about Freshly. Dinner time can be chaotic, but with Freshly, it's easy. Their chefs take care of your meals a few nights a week and take the pressure off you. Freshly offers chef-made, nutrient-packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door. No cooking required. Grocery shopping and cooking can be a pain, especially right now. And with Freshly, you don't have to. Your meals arrive cooked and fresh every week, so you can keep your fridge stocked and skip the trip to the store. Ordering is easy. Visit Freshly.com and choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you meals like steak peppercorn, sausage-baked penne, and, or their chicken pesto bowl. Right now, Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off your first two orders when you go to Freshly.com slash locked on. Stop stressing about dinner. Go to Freshly.com slash locked on for $40 off your first two orders. Again, that's Freshly.com slash locked off for 40% off or $40 off your first two orders. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. Again, to get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings. Again, go to Wealthfront.com dot com slash locked on MLB and get started today. So Vinny, I wanted to point out a couple of positives from the offensive side over the weekend. It was a huge weekend for Willie Adamas. I mean, we talk about this trade all the time. I mean, I think you can go back and point to this trade as the turning point in this season when the Brewers were starting to look down. Uh, they traded for Adamas. Um, and the team has really taken off since then. Not only has he been great defensively, he's had some big moments at the plate as well. He had to go home, go ahead home run on Saturday, which was huge with the Brewers down there in the ninth. He had six hits in, in between Friday and Saturday's games. Uh, so Adamas getting it done with the bat as well as the glove inning. I mean, we, we've talked about this uh, almost every every show yeah, since he's like been it. yeah since he's been added to the to the roster. Phenomenal addition to the roster. Didn't I've seen this kid play a little bit in 2019? I thought he was good defensively. I didn't know where the bat was. I think uh, Andy Haynes has really helped him with his uh, some adjustments, some hitting adjustments, got him a little bit more stacked. 
Uh, looks like he's he's a little bit more direct to the ball. You can see at times when the ball gets a little too deep, he gets really uphill. And I do think that that old kind of pattern, that swing path kind of creeps back in. But um, when he's really driving the ball and uh, to, to the opposite field and uh, you can see how when he's on time and how short and quick and how much leverage he can use, he, he really does do a really good job of impacting the baseball and uh, hitting mistakes. And then you can't speak enough about his defense. I mean, this kid's got tremendous, tremendous feet. Um, and he's got an absolute cannon for an arm. I mean, he really adds a whole nother level to both sides of this base or both, both sides of the, of the baseball for the Brewers in terms of some steady, reliable defense, and then uh, the ability to impact mistakes. So Great addition, and then we're not even talking about what he's been able to add in terms of energy and leadership. Kid's only 25 years old. I, I love this this trade. I mean, it, it's huge. It, it certainly fulfilled a need, but um, at the same time, we have talked a, a lot about the uh, middle relief kind of uh, middle relief has been thinned out due to the trade. We saw that again on display um, today with Brit with Zach Godley, but. Um, Sooner or later, they'll figure that out in the middle relief. But a phenomenal uh, addition, Willie Thomas. Can't talk enough about it, really. Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, I feel like we, you know, at least two or three times a week, we talk about Adamus doing something to help this team win a game. Um, so that trade's just been great. Uh, and then Wong coming back was huge over the weekend. Uh, getting him back, came back on Friday, uh, had one hit and five at bats, uh, took the day off on Saturday, did have a pinch hit in that game. But then on Sunday, had three hits. Uh, and we've talked so much about, you know, the importance he has atop that lineup, getting on base for the guys behind him. And, uh, again, we've mentioned several times, too, what him having him in that lineup means for the rest of, rest of the team. And on uh, Sunday, you had seven hits between him, Vogelbach, Yelich, and Narvaez at the top of that lineup. And we've been talking about Adamas and how good he was over the weekend. That pushes him down in the order. Talk about Urias, who's been hitting the ball really well lately. That pushes him down in the order, and it really just lengthens this lineup. Benny, again, we've talked about that a lot. You know what having Wong does at the top of the order just settles in the rest of this lineup perfectly. It allows you to have some consistency to the lineup, definitely, right? So, I mean, as opposed to having trying to fill in and, and Jace Peterson and Dan Robinson, these are nice players. Um, these are nice complementary like utility pieces, but there's not a whole lot of reliability as to what they're going to do. You don't necessarily know what you're going to get with Cole Wong. You know what you're going to get every single day. I mean, he's going to give you a quality at bat. He's going to, he's going to have that, you know, nice, short, direct compact swing where if the pitcher makes a mistake, he's ready for it. Um, he's just, he just shows, he just gives you and shows you a ton of consistency at the top of the order, like you said, and then, and it just lengthens the lineup. Absolutely. Um, it's a great way to put it. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he, he just wreaks havoc for opposing pitchers. You know, you have to face Colton Wong, and then if you can get through him, then you got to get through uh, the other, the other uh, bats that are a little bit more of a threat to leave the ballpark, like Christian Yelich and Avi Garcia and Omar Narvaez. It just allows you to kind of set the tone to um, not relying so much necessarily on that, you know, two-run, three-run homer. So, um does he's 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 been phenomenal i mean whenever he gets hurt he's back on the line he's back in the lineup it doesn't seem like he misses a beat either so 
that's been huge for the team. It's been huge for the offense. So got to keep him healthy, though. I, I do think uh, at the end of the day, he may, and I'm speculating here, but counts may just kind of be a little bit more cautious as to how much playing time he's going to get going forward. Yeah, I definitely think we'll see him uh, throttled back a little bit. I mean, you saw it already over the weekend, which granted it's, you know, him first coming off the IL, but gave him the rest on Saturday. You know, I think you could see more of that kind of be strategic uh, when he starts him. Vinny, if I asked you who leads the Brewers in extra base hits, could you tell me? Putting you on the spot here. I mean, since you're asking me, I'm guessing it's going to be a name like um, it's going to be a name like Arias or ding, ding, ding. Uh, you got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a uh, ton of doubles. Yeah, that was coming in, into Saturdays, which I think that still remains. But a uh, tweet from Mike uh, Vasallo 13 on Twitter uh, said Luis Arias is leading the Brewers in extra base hits with 20 ranked second on the team and runs with 27 RBI with 30 and doubles with 11 home runs with eight and walks with 29 and total bases with 83. He's batting 295 with three home runs and 10 RBI in his last 18 games. Um, You know, again, we talked about the Adamas trade and how big that's been for the Brewers. I think it's also been big for Urias, and I've talked about it a lot, him moving off of that shortstop position, I think has allowed him to relax a little bit defensively where the the throws are still a little shaky, but – I also just think it's allowed him to relax at the plate a little bit, and he's picked it up with the bat here lately. Takes the pressure off him mentally, definitely, as to not having to be that leader in the infield, that, that you know, reliable, steady. Um, you know, there's only a handful of people in the entire world, I think, that can play a level of shortstop that's like, okay, that guy – can, you can stick him, pencil him in for the next 162 games, and all you know he's going to make every single play look super easy. That's a guy like Adamas. That's a guy like um, Trevor Story. That's a guy like um, forgive me, I'm, I'm 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 drawing blanks here, but I mean Arcia was like that, right? I mean they're just born to play the position, and and you know t- not taking anything away from Arias, I just don't think he's a shortstop. And so you get him off a, a position that he's not naturally equipped to play, um, in my opinion, and you move him around a little bit. You take Look, it takes the pre- – some guys like moving around, right? Some guys like being that utility guy, a different position every day. Um, you can get in ruts if you're penciled in, in the same spot. You make an error at third, um, and all of a sudden that plays on your mind a little bit. You go over to second the next day. It's like a fresh start. It really is. Um, you know, maybe that's what's happening with Arias a little bit. Maybe he's going to be that you everyday utility type player, which um, you know um, you see. You know, some of these guys really thrive in those spots, and and maybe that's him. And um, he does a great job of not swinging at balls, and he just he's learning how to take what pitchers give him and kind of. Uh, cheat for, for look for certain pitches in certain situations, right? So, um, he's a smart hitter, he's instinctual, and he's got really good hand eye coordination, can impact the baseball. Um, I think that's what we're seeing, and he, he's developing right before our eyes with uh, with the bat and offensively, yeah. And credit to him, too. I mean, you, you basically lose your job and you, you don't let that get to you, you fill in where you need to. Players get hurt, so you got to step up uh, back into an everyday role. and uh, he just stayed the course. He, like I said, got some confidence, and he, he's helping impacting this team. 
Um, lastly, on the weekend, I know you want to talk about Eric Lauer. Really good through five innings um, on Sunday. And then Coors Field got to him. That Rockets lineup got to him. But uh, really big start from Lauer when the Brewers needed it. Um, Eric Lauer really shows flashes for me of being a, a guy that they can rely on in the rotation. Now, he's still, I, in my opinion, still developing a little bit in terms of um, you know, put away pitches and, and really how to put hitters away. I think it, the fastball at the upper part of the zone, uh, he can really learn to set that up a little bit better. He did that a few times today. He really utilized the cutter as well today. Um, the inside edge stat program uh, have access to, they called it 60 something cutters and only 10 fastballs. I'm not sure if that's hmm. totally accurate. Maybe I think he was cutting across some four seamers. Um, but at the end of the day, he was, um, he was really commanding the cutter, made a couple of mistakes where they got hit out of the ballpark. So that, you know, you said it when you when you uh, make mistakes with something at Coors Field, it, it'll fly balls will go out of the ballpark. So they get magnified for sure. So, but um, the ability to backdoor the thing, and then also the ability to utilize a ninety three ninety four, and that's the key for him. I think is getting up into those velocities where the fastball is really jumping at the plate at the upper part of the zone. Ninety threes, ninety fours. Those that's a really good sign. When he's in the ninety range, ninety one. I think the fastball gets a little bit flat and it gets it get, can really get hit. So he's been a he's a huge key, I think, going forward for the rest of the season. Especially, I think it's going to be a, a total dogfight in the central here um, in the second half. Yeah, especially the more that Council sticks with that six man rotation. I think him, you know, coming in and giving you a good five innings every time out, uh, you'll certainly take that from your your six starter. Um, We'll take yeah. another break, and then we're going to get into this Diamondback series, and Vinny's going to tell you why the Brewers are going to sweep. Before we do that, let me tell you about Built Bar. The show is also brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. If you're looking for a fantastic-tasting protein bar, then look no further. Built Bar has a ton of flavors and a wide variety of flavors at that. It's not just your regular chocolate, chocolate chip, fudge, or cookies and cream, which remain some of my favorites. They have a bunch of different flavors from coconut to toffee, to mint obviously they got peanut butter fudge another very good one that i enjoy and dark chocolate raspberry one that my wife loves there's a ton of really interesting really cool flavors that you don't normally get in protein bars something that's going to give you a unique taste something that tastes good and they're not hard as a rock like a lot of other protein bars out there it has a soft middle so it's very easy to get down they're very good they're very tasty and they're great for you as well most of them only have about five at net carbs so whether you like to take them before workout, after workout as a meal replacement in the morning or whether it's just a snack for you like they are for me, you can eat them anytime. They're packed with protein. There aren't a lot of carbs involved, so it's a great treat for you to be able to have, and they taste amazing. I can't tell you enough how good they are, especially for a protein bar. So go to BuiltBar.com right now and try a bunch of different flavors to figure out which ones are your favorites. Again, go to BuiltBar.com. Use our promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your next order. BuiltBar.com. And promo code locked on fifteen. All right, Vinny, let's wrap up real quick talking about this upcoming Diamondback series. And Vinny, this Diamondbacks team is one of the worst teams in all of baseball. We saw the Brewers take advantage of them a couple of weeks ago, and they were on a stretch uh, not long ago. I think they lost like I don't know a ton of road games in a row. They're at home in this one, but uh, they're just really bad. They're twenty and fifty three 
right now their pitching staff is decimated, although it looks like the Brewers will face Zach Gallen in this one. Um, and Caleb Smith, who's been good out of the bullpen for the Diamondbacks, uh, but the Brewers have Peralta and Woodruff going against those two, and then Anderson and Kelly on a Monday. Um, but this is a, a team, another series, Vinny, that the Brewers on paper should win, uh, but we've seen them take some of these teams lightly before. But if they come in and play their game and the pitchers you know, pitch like they're capable of, I think we could be looking at a sweep here for the Brewers. Um, I'm, I'm worried about this series, to be honest. I think uh -oh. Zach Gallon. <laughs> I think – I think Zach Gallon can really pitch. Not sure what kind of pitch count he's going to be on. Right. Um, coming back from injury, hopefully a low one. Mm -hmm. I think uh, Caleb Smith has a really good slider, and we saw that at Miller Park. He kind of shut the Brewers down. Um, he's got a. He's a, he's always had it. He's always had that. He's been, he's also battled some injury stuff. He's got a little bit of a a deep arm action. He's kind of I think always going to battle that a little bit, but he's he can. He's got good stuff. Ninety four with a with a hard slider, um, and then Kelly is not great, but he he's useful. I mean, he he gets through a lineup a couple of times through five innings, six innings. It gives the team a chance to win. So the matchup in terms of what the Brewers are going to be rolling out there is definitely favorable to those guys. Uh, but it's not a series that they should be taking lightly, and I don't think they're going to. But um, look, the Diamondbacks just were as awful as you can be. They looked so flat and so, you know, just like disinterested in the game of baseball when they came into Milwaukee. I think they've lost, I think they've set a record for most consecutive road losses. Like you yeah. said, they're going to be playing in Arizona now. Don't take them lightly. Got to, got to take care of business here, but it's, they're not going to, they're not going to be the same club, in my opinion, that they saw. I mean, at some point, they're going to snap out of this um, funk that they're in, and it's a pretty ugly funk. But uh, they got some guys that can swing the bats, and those three guys are, are good arms for them. Yeah, for sure. And it's hard to beat a team seven times in a row. That's what the Brewers will try to, try to be doing after they swept the Diamondbacks in a four-game set earlier at in Milwaukee. Um, that will do it for this episode of Lockdown Brewers. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Brewers. Follow me at Shortstop Ball and Vinny at Vinny Rotino. Also, please make sure you subscribe to the Lockdown Brewers podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. You are Locked On Brewers, your daily Milwaukee Brewers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.